This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live on a Tuesday morning from the beautiful shores of Lake Superior. We are so glad that you are with us. If you heard our last interview with Scott Pionk, uh, feel free to look him up on the internet. He's doing a lot of great things in our community here in Duluth. And uh, more importantly, helping to lead young men in the faith. As a beautiful group of sisters just walks by. Hello, sisters. <laughs> we are blessed to have sisters here at the school at St. James. Um, you're ha- lucky, Father Rich. The handmaids. Yeah, the handmaids of the heart of Jesus in Minnesota. Beautiful order. You're lucky. Thank you. Yeah. You're lucky, too. Yeah, well, I think we all are a little bit. Yeah, we're lucky right. that we're going to have in just a few moments here the one and only Teresa Tamio. Uh, I have been a fan of Teresa's for years. She runs the. She has the national show. That's right. Yeah, uh, in the early morning on this station. Yeah, what's, what's it called? Uh, oh, shoot, I don't know if it's Coast to Coast or what no, the name of the show I don't think is. That's it. If I heard it, I'd know it. But anyway, so she's she's always on the air when I can't listen. So, right. So, so like it's early morning, and I got oh Teresa. Hello, welcome, Teresa. This is Father Richard Kuntz, and we are with Kevin Pilon from the Diocese of Duluth. It's good to have you on Real Presence Live. Hey, I heard somebody say they can't listen to me. What's up with that? Yeah, the thing, that, was, that was me, the priest. And so I can't because it's like I'm doing my holy hour, and then I got oh, mass. Okay. All right. And so okay. and so it's like I'm tra- I'm trading Jesus for your show. But I'll t- I'll tell you. So I do have a show. I mean, a show. I do I do have a, a mass in one of my other churches that I have to travel for. And so whenever I have to travel for that mass, it's only on Thursdays. I get to listen to you. And oh, good. I, and and so I I hear you on Thursdays. And so, uh, for part of your show, and I have, I'm just going to say, Teresa, not to not to um, get, give you a big head, but I love your show because you are. I I just love the fact that you are you are so willing to call a spade a spade, and Aww. I have such re- great regard for that because I, I feel like a kindred spirit is that you are you are hard hitting in a charitable sort of way, but when there's something that needs to be addressed, you're not afraid to address it, and I love that. I love that, and so thank you for doing that because even in Catholic. Even in Catholic media, you know, which I follow fairly closely, I, I don't think we get enough of that. And so it's about mm-hmm. the truth. It's all about the truth. And, you know, speak it in charity, but don't be afraid to speak it. And I think you're, you right. hit that one out of the park. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that, especially coming from, you know, a, a priest. And I totally get the whole prayer thing in the morning because my husband's a deacon. So I, I, I uh, really appreciate that. So, And I always tease him and say to him, next to Jesus, you're the best thing that ever happened for, to me. So <laughs> I understand that. I understand the priorities and the preference. But, but getting back to your to your point and your very kind compliment, I, I, I spent, you know, half of my life, my professional life in the secular media where I was constantly fighting to try to get the truth out. And so there's no way I was going to be in Catholic media, and the Catholic Church has a fullness of truth, and not um, work at making sure that I'm giving people as much information as possible on the truth and being bold but being loving. And I think it really is, as you said, it's the way you approach it. There's so much screaming and yelling out there, uh, and, some, and people pointing fingers and, and trying to cancel each other out. And, uh, and this goes for both liberal and conservative sources out there. They're, everybody's yelling at everybody else. Mm-hmm. And so I think the way we present it um, in charity but also being very clear about it and firm when we need to be it makes a big difference. I can't, there, there have been a number of times where I'm sitting there driving by myself and I'm thinking to myself, I can't believe she just said that. I can't believe she just said that. <laughs> so so I, I love it. So, I mean, I can't wait to meet you when you get here to Duluth. And so uh, I'm going to be the MC, and, uh, oh, and so I'll be, able to, I'll be able to greet you. And so that'll be great. But, anyhow, I got Kevin Pilon here as my co-host for the day. And so 
And I do get to listen to her oh. on my commute in the morning, well, then, and that's how I know a little bit about Teresa. And I've always marveled at her her radio voice. Like, how do you learn how to speak like that on the radio? For one, but a real question that I have for you this morning, Teresa, is: uh, you said you worked in secular media for a number of years. Um, could you tell us a little bit about that? And was that a time of growth in your faith, or was it a strain on your faith? Uh, I would just love to hear. And for our listeners, just to hear a little bit about your time working in secular media. Well, sure. Well, that it's, it's the question you asked about was it a strain or a growth? It was both, actually, because my reversion to the Catholic Church began while I was still in the secular media. And ironically, or maybe not so ironically, I don't believe in coincidences. God had me coming back to the church when I was at the epitome of my secular career, where I, I got to one of our big network affiliates here in town, the ABC affiliate, and was working as a reporter and was doing all these big stories and traveling all over the country. I covered the Oklahoma City bombing. I covered John Paul II in New York. I, I was doing major, major events and you know, live shots occasionally for ABC News. So this was the epitome in, in the Motor City to work at Channel 7, Wixie, we call it, WXYZ, as it's one of, still one of the biggest stations in the Midwest. So, And, of course, I started my journey shortly before that, but then I started to get into this big station, and really that's when the scales fell off my eyes because I'd been back in the church about three years at that point, and I started to recognize the bias, which had already been there, the sensationalism, and not even so much just at this station, but across the board, and that's when I was really growing in my faith, but really struggling as, okay, what the heck is going on? Why did God give me this job, this big job, which is, you know, the be-all and end-all? I thought it was going to die doing, you know, TV news and doing a live shot somewhere in the snow, uh, and to have me have a total turnaround on this industry that I was such a part of. But I worked in, in broadcasting secular media for 20 years, and this year I'm celebrating, uh, in the end of November, early December, 20 years on Catholic radio, 15 years syndicated on EWTN. I graduated wow. in 1981, so I have 41 years of broadcast experience. And it's pretty scary when I sit down and think about it. And if you, <laughs> if you add in my four years in college, where I had internships, worked on college radio, and if you add in three years in high school, we had a radio station in high school, I'm almost 50 years on the air, uh, so it's it's pretty, it's pretty scary. That's crazy. And I'm only 30 years old, so I can't yeah, quite figure out the math. That's amazing. So you're really good at religion, but math is really a weak math, spot for yeah, you. Yeah, well, ask, ask my husband. He says, you know, and somehow though, he says I can figure out a sale when I'm at the, you know, when I'm at the mall. Like, yeah. I'm pretty good at that. But no, I, it, in terms of uh, was it a struggle on my faith? Yes. Uh, when I came back to it beforehand, I had pretty much abandoned my faith. I still identified as a Catholic. But I got caught up in the world and, and caught up in all my success, which was, again, I had, I had a lot of great success. And then when I started my, my journey back, I started to question things. And then there was one point where I just couldn't justify staying in the industry anymore. And I had no idea what I was going to do. I, I just literally, I just couldn't do it anymore because I, I, I knew that my talents that God had given me were not being used well. And... I just couldn't do it. And also, in terms of contributing to the garbage and the noise that was out there, and again, this was 20 years ago, mind you, and it was mm -hmm. bad then, but it's 100 times worse now. I just got a buyout on my last contract. I was a radio news director. After TV, I went back into radio for a few years, and I just said, okay, I'm done. Basta. Lord, I'm yours, whatever you want me to do. And then I, I had a very a very big piece about it, though. It wasn't like I was you know, scared. It took a while. It took a couple of years to kind of really grapple with, was I going to walk away? Was I going to stay? Cause I, because I think that's a, that's a valid um, discussion that you have to have with God and with, and with your family, because do I stay in and try to do good, or do I leave and try to do something else? But I realized that I wasn't going to be able to do 
what needed to be done in terms of doing good journalism, good newscasts, the proper ways to cover a story, at least in the places where I had available to me at the time in, in Detroit and the radio and TV market. And I just felt God leading me out. I didn't know what it was going to lead into. I didn't even know Catholic radio existed. I didn't go out looking for Catholic radio, say, oh, I'm going to leave secular media and jump on board Catholic radio. I just left saying, okay, Lord, you know, St. Teresa of Avila, I am yours. I was made for you. What do you want me to do? And then gradually he led me into Ave Maria and EWTN. Wow. And you, you mentioned there was that point uh, a few years after your reversion where it was like the scales being pulled back from your eyes. I imagine... Yeah that when you finally got to that point where you walked away completely from it all, that there were some points of major discouragement for you along the way. There were, and I think I, I still have a heartbreak when I look at what's happened to the secular media, because I do believe that if they can still do good if they do their jobs properly, issue and they examine both sides of it, they put the information out there and allow the people to decide as opposed to trying to pressure people into thinking a particular way and attacking those who don't agree with them. I mean, this is what we're seeing right now, for example, in Canada with the thousands of people that are up there. And we could debate the number of how many truckers are there or how many people are there, but there are large crowds there, and the people are speaking up about freedom, and it's extremely peaceful. The police, factually speaking, the police have said there have been absolutely no problems. There's one man that was carrying a Confederate flag, so the very uh, leftist-leading CBC, which is comparable to the to NPR here in the States, went off on a tangent and said, of course, that they're all racist and they're all, you know, neo-Nazis. And attacking these people, most of whom are vaccinated, because they disagree not with vaccination, so to speak, but with the mandates. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this is what's happening in our world, and it's a big discourage, and it breaks my heart, because when the media are used properly, they can do a lot of good. Not just Catholic media, but all media. And the Church has beautiful teachings on that. Our Holy Father just put out his World Communications Day statement last week, talking about listening. And he talks about how important it is for the news media to listen and to share a variety of voices, which they're not doing. It's it's insane what is going on in the United States, and obviously we see it in Canada as well, how the media is just, I mean, just... So I'm a news junkie. I'm a total news junkie. I follow it like mm-hmm. you wouldn't believe in. And to see the insidious nature of the media pushing everything to the far socialism left, you can bet mm-hmm. darn well that whatever Confederate flag was up there, that it was a plant. There, I, there, none of, I mean, we saw that on, on January 6th here where there were plants from the government that were doing things. Now, I'm not a conspiracy theory nut guy, but, I mean, I was watching a, a report on it just last night about, you know, the Confederate flag guy very likely was somebody on the other side that was trying to drive this narrative. And the media is so complicit with it. And it's so easy to drive a narrative because, like you said, they'll see one person doing that, and then they make that the overriding theme of the whole event. Well, they do the same thing, for example, with the March for Life. They'll show four or five protesters, pro-abortion protesters, and they'll zoom in. They'll, they'll use a particular style of, of camera shot, and they'll zoom in closely on, on that little crowd and then they'll zoom in on some pro-life participants, and they'll say in their coverage both sides in the abortion debate showed up in D.C. today. Well, technically that's correct, but that is not an accurate description of what happened when you've got less than a dozen people from Planned Parenthood and the pro-abortion groups and hundreds of thousands of people uh, lining up all day long from all around the world to be at a march. So, yeah, this this is why I talk about the media so much and why I write write about them so much is because Mm -hmm. People are very influenced by what they see. Even, even people who, who are somewhat knowledgeable will form opinions. Unfortunately, now, we used to say when I was in J school many moons ago that people wouldn't get beyond the, the headline in the first paragraph of a, of a print story. Now, because of Twitter, 
and, and all these different social media outlets, everything is so quick, um, basically people are not going past one or two sentences. So it's very misleading, but they get these impressions, and they form these impressions, and they stick to them, which is very unfortunate. Maybe we can talk, I mean, we're just about to come to a break here, Teresa, but, uh, you know, it, it has come back to bite them a little bit. Think of Nick Sandman and the Covington, you know, thing. Right. And, and we can talk about, you know, a whole bunch of other, um, uh, uh, like Kyle, you know, um, what was his name? Rittenhouse. 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 I mean, Rittenhouse. So, yeah. yeah, and so let's touch base a little bit uh, after the break. We're talking to Teresa Tom- Tomio from uh, EWTN Radio, and we, this is an exciting uh, conversation. Join, keep, stay listening, keep listening after this break. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management's properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. For questions, Rose Management can be reached at 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. Did you know you can listen to all your favorite local shows like Awaken and Real Presence Live on any podcast platform such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Amazon Music? Just search for Real Presence Radio on your favorite podcast platform. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes in the future. And don't forget to give us a good rating so others can discover the shows. Listen to your favorite RPR shows anytime, anywhere by subscribing on any podcast platform. Just search for Real Presence Radio today. This is Father Anthony Craig from the Diocese of Duluth. I really want to thank my parents today for giving me the faith of Jesus Christ and teaching me the ways of prayer praying over us uh, when we were sick, showing us uh, self-sacrifice. My father actually was a deacon, a permanent deacon in the church, and he would bring us along as kids, because there were six of us kids, and he would bring us along to hospital visits or to work in the food shelf and doing all these various things for people in the community. And I learned ways of serving others through that, through watching my dad. And then my mom, she also was very self-sacrificial of herself. She wore the same pair of tennis shoes for about 10 years to show us that she didn't care about herself as much as the rest of us. And we got new shoes for every school year. We had all of what we needed and most of what we wanted. And the the Lord really provided a, a great example in my parents to show me the way to really Christian servitude and prepared me for the priesthood. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live, Duluth, Minnesota edition, coming to you from the beautiful Diocese of Duluth, Minnesota. I'm Father Richard Kunst, along with Kevin Pilon as my guest host this morning. We're talking to Teresa Tamio, and um, uh, I'm going to put in a plug, Teresa, that you move the time of your show. Could you, like, make it a little bit later? Uh, that's not up to me. <laughs> oh, could you put a plug in, though? <laughs> um, no, because I, I like Morning Drive. That's a key date part. Oh, so sorry, okay. Patrick. Okay, okay. All right. that's all right. <laughs> so, okay, so here's the deal. So this is right before the break. I want to I address this a little bit. That we see, we talk about how the media is, is really quite, there's a demonic nature to it. There's no doubt about mm-hmm. it. You know, and so 
but it's coming back to bite them over and over again. It's like, how many times do these news stories blow up in their face, but they still keep doing it? Like, like that Nick Sandman guy, you know, from Covington, who knows how many millions of dollars he's got, you know, right. that the media has to pay him. And I mean, that's all kept secret. And you can bet darn well that Kyle Rittenhouse is going to be doing the exact same thing. Does there come a time where the media realizes that what they're doing is so wrong and so bad that they clean up their act a little bit, at least. I hope so, and I continue to pray. And, of course, uh, you know, God is always uh, allowing for U-turns again and again and again. So we hope and we pray that, that they'll come to their senses. But I was actually just talking about this this morning on, on Catholic Connection. I was interviewing uh, a man who's done some great work uh, in different types of formats out there in, in producing shows such as Chosen and, and really making different um, online platforms available for people to purchase and then to, to share these community community video spots. But here's the thing. What I said to him this morning was, uh, for example, let's take a look at CNN. They're one of the ones in terms of the lawsuit with Nicholas Salmon. They settled, right? Mm-hmm. We don't know how much money, but I'm sure it was a pretty penny, as you mentioned. But are they changing? Their ratings are, I mean, they are exactly. hemorrhaging viewers, yep. Father, hemorrhaging yep. viewers. I mean, it, it's like it's, there's, there's, their audience has just dropped significantly, and yet they still keep... Exactly. Hammering away the same leftist uh, bias and, 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 quite frankly, fictional stories that they do. I mean, they're not even factual anymore. They just make things up. Uh, so it's, do I think that it's going to change? Mm, I don't see it anytime soon, but there's always hope for people. So, you know what? Okay. No. You I know what? The Kyle case was the same thing. I mean, they, didn't they learn anything from the Nicholas Salmon case? Exactly. What happened, what the media said happened with Nicholas Salmon was the exact opposite of the reality. I mean, they claimed that he was harassing this Native American uh, protester when it was just the opposite. So they put out the opposite of reality, and they keep doing it over and over again in order to get their agenda. They are so committed to their agenda, they don't care about losing money. Hollywood's the same way. This reminds me of, okay, as I mentioned, I was a vocation director for a long time here in Duluth, and, and I remember we were working so much with like different religious organizations, like religious orders, like especially women religious orders, where we were trying to get them to change their tune in regards to you know being adhering to Mother Church rather than their agenda of women's ordination or exclusive language or something like that. And they would, they, when I, I as vocation director was talking to some of these uh, vocation directors from these religious orders saying, you have to start wearing a habit. You have to start being faithful to Mother Church and stop being angry. And, and I remember at least, at least one time saying, well, this is, you know, if, if this is our extinction, so be it. We're not going to change. That's what the media is like. You know, some of these mm-hmm. religious or- organizations, these, holy or- these religious orders were ready to die on the hill of women's ordination, not wearing a habit, not being faithful to Mother Church, and even though they saw that their average age of their of their uh, membership was maybe eighty three years old, it didn't matter. No. It's like there's this close Father, isn't that the age old? Isn't that the age old issue though? Because when we when we are forced to look at ourselves, I, I mean, and no pun intended, but the devil we know is better than the devil we don't know. We're comfortable. We stay in our comfort zones, and if we if we admit that basically, you know, what we've lived our lives for or claimed to be our mantra, our beliefs, that they were all wrong, then it's it's not easy to change. And I'm speaking from personal experience. I mean, that's what happened with me. I mean, I had given everything I had to be in this, this secular media world, and I almost lost my marriage, and more importantly, my soul. But at the end of the day, I had to say, okay, I give, uncle, you're God and I'm not. And I had it wrong. It's not all about career. It's about God first and, and seeing how 
God wants to use you. But it's tough. It took me a couple of years. It's, it's not like the, you know, the sun came out, the sky, the clouds parted, and all of a sudden I sang Alleluia, and I was going into Catholic radio. I struggled for a while with it because, you know, I, I'm a human being, and I was making really good money, and I walked away from the six-figure income. Uh, and then I didn't know what the heck I was going to do until God led me and, you know, where he did. Yeah. So now 20 years into your Catholic radio journey, you've had, you know, about 20 in secular media, about 20 in Catholic media. What kind of, you know, looking back over the last 20 years, how has uh, this part of your journey had, had an impact on your, on your faith growth and your family growth? Oh, my gosh. It's, it's just been an incredible journey and, and meeting all the people. And, and the other thing that's really cool is, is for example, looking at, at your network, Real Presence Radio. I remember doing a dinner with Steve. Uh, way back uh, years ago in Fargo when you first started and when uh, Archbishop Aquila, now in Denver, was the Bishop of Fargo, and we had 250 people at the dinner. And the last one I did for Real Presence, I think we had over a 1,000 people, and I know this one in Duluth is going to be um, very big as well. So first of all, just the growth of Catholic Radio has been incredible to witness and to see and to hear from people across the country. I mean, my show is syndicated on Sirius, obviously. We're online, and we're also on close to 500 affiliates now through EW10. So the growth that we've had since I've been on the air for 20 years is phenomenal. But the people, the response that we get, the, the how the programs, whether it's my show, Al's show, uh, Dr. Ray Grandy, the, the impact that we're having on people's lives and helping them look at the world, as we say all the time uh, on EW10 and Ave Maria Radio, looking at everything through the lens of Scripture and the teachings of the Catholic Church, it's, it's just encouraged me, and I've learned so much. I mean, I get, I get paid, not a heck of a lot compared to secular media, because Catholic Radio is not... If you want to make money, don't go into Catholic Radio, I'm just saying. But, <laughs> I, I, I've been doing this for six years, I haven't gotten a single penny from them, right. so I don't know. Right, I get it, right. <laughs> but I've learned so much. I get paid to learn, and I've, I've been able to interview and get to know and become friends with so many incredible Catholic teachers, theologians, professors, doctors, lawyers. And it's just, it, the, the, the Catholic Church is so deep, you could study it your entire life and really just begin to only scratch the surface. And so every day is like a new adventure. What am I going to learn about today? So it's been a great growth for me. Teresa, we, uh, Real, Real Presence Radio has been in Duluth, again, maybe five, six years uh, max. And so it's still, it's still new compared to where it was in, mm-hmm. in other parts of our listening area. And so our, our, um, uh, our banquet is not going to hit a thousand people. There's going to be a lot of people. It's not going to hit a thousand. But what, what are you looking forward to in coming to Duluth and our and our banquet here and, and pushing the the radio? Have you have you been to Duluth before? Yes, I actually spoke at the Duluth Women's Conference a few years ago. So that was oh, a lot of okay, fun. Okay, okay, uh, yeah, okay, great. It, was, it, it was great. I'm not so sure. I mean, don't don't you know? I mean, oh, ye of little faith. Think about the reading this morning, Father, in the Gospel, right? You know, don't yes. be afraid. Have faith, right? Right, little right. girl, get up. Right? Yes. So you don't yes. know. We don't know how many people may show. I mean, I know it's smaller than um, than what we've had before, possibly, because it's a smaller area. But I, I, there's such an interest in Catholic Radio. And what I'm hoping to do is just really encourage people to support Real Presence Radio because of the impact it's having. And even though we may still be, uh, you know, the little fish out there, uh, I think we are making a difference. I think the pond is getting bigger and bigger, and that's really important. So encouragement and to stay the course, to keep your eyes on Christ, and to know that the Church is the Church. And regardless of what's happening in the world, and even what's happening, some of the problems in the Church, not that we ignore them, but they remember that Christ's promise is true. The Church is going to be with us till the end of the age. 
Amen. Well, keep up the courage, uh, Teresa. Uh, thank God that uh, you do what you do and how you say what you say on Catholic Connection. I want to um, uh, uh, just encourage you and, and, and keep doing it because what you are doing is a is a refreshing voice that we don't often hear. And so I mean that sincerely. The opportunities I get to hear you, I, I love it. And so uh, thank, thank you. you. And I, Pray and I look for forward... me and Deacon Dom. Okay, we will. And, and we'll look forward to seeing you in Duluth. Okay. I'll All right, be there, Teresa. God willing. God, God bless. All right. Ciao. Ciao. Well, there you go, Kevin. Uh, that's uh, about all she wrote for today, isn't it? Well, yeah, we got we got um, uh, Therese about to come in and tell us about the next show. That's not going to be as good as this show, but go ahead, Therese. Thank you, Father. So on the next Real Presence Live, that's tomorrow morning from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Dr. Chris Bergwald and Heather Caro are your hosts coming to you live from the Pastoral Center in Sioux Falls. Robin Cahoy and Chloe Goldad. We'll talk about celebrating Catholic education in their areas. And Tiffany Hagen and Sandy Lowen will share about a new Catholic group for women. All that and more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That's on Wednesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you. Well, thanks, Teres. Now, I remember last month I asked you on that whole idea of which show is better. I asked you, I said, so is this show better than the next show that you're going to do? And I asked you to get back to me and whether the show the next day was as good as our show. And you never told me. Um, yeah, I, I can't, um, I can't, <laughs> can't choose remember. between the two. You, oh, yeah. it's like choosing Tread one of your... Tread softly. It's like yes. cho- choosing one of your two kids or something <laughs> like that. Oh, I have a favorite. I have a favorite kid. I'm not. Uh, oh, you do? Uh, well, yeah. It's not Pancras, is it? I'm not going to tell you. Okay, because oh, oh, yeah. it'd be all over the air right now. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, anyhow, Kevin, it's good to have you back. It's great to be back. It's great to be back in front of these beautiful stained glass windows in your church. Amongst uh, this the... is, we're actually in my gathering space right now. It's not the church. Well, sorry, right next to your beautifully renovated church that you helped oversee when you came here. Thank you. About, what, three years have you been here now? Three and a half years. Three and a half years. Yeah, it's really good to be back. Yep. And, uh, you know, I'm no replacement for Cindy. She's a fantastic host, but, but it's uh, nice to pinch it every once in a while. Yeah, it's good to have you. And you bring a little bit of energy uh, into it, which is good because it rubs off on me a little bit. Yeah, you're fired up today. You're, well, you're try, getting into it. I try and get fired up, but you, you help me fire up even a little bit more. And so I, I, I want to appreciate that. I appreciate that. And, and uh, I'll, I'll let you know next time I need a, a guest. I mean, you're pretty open to doing it, right? Yeah, I might say yes again. Okay. We'll see. Yeah, so what was your favorite part of the show today? Um, uh, Teresa Tamio. I'm a huge fan. Yeah, I've always, great. yeah, just, she's, yeah. she was my favorite part. I um, you know. I just, I, you, you listen to her speak and you just, you want to hear everything she says. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, say more, say and more. And she's so true. I mean, like I was saying to her, it's like everything she says is like, boom, boom. It's right, right between your eyes. So I suppose if I go to a website somewhere, I'll be able to listen to her at any time. Yeah. I don't listen to things that way. I'm sure they record her, her show called Catholic Connection in the mornings. Uh, yes. it's on or right before Real Presence Live, I believe yep. is when it okay. airs. So I've got to say a final prayer. Please do. In the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity to come to all these listeners, all these guests that we've had this morning, and we pray that everything we do for the rest of today is for your greater glory. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. And we are out. Thanks for listening today. Have This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast anytime of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. 
And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio.